This is Life with Alcohol and Drugs, a podcast from the charity Scottish Families Affected by Alcohol and Drugs. Hello, this morning we're joined by Kirsten Holland, who is our Fife Family Support Development Officer here at Scottish Families. And I actually think you've been with us now for, what is it, a year? Nearly a year? Nearly a year, a year in July. Um, so do you want to introduce us a wee bit more, sort of what you do with us here in Fife? <laughs> so hi, I'm Kirsten. Um, as Rebecca said, I'm the Family Support Development Officer in Fife. It's a new role because um, I work in conjunction with NHS Addiction Services. Um, so this is kind of a pilot project, uh, making sure that family support is embedded in, in patients' care um, and that loved ones are supported while they're, they're kind of, their family members are in treatment. It's been um, a really big learning curve over the last sort of nine or ten months. Um, Kind of building this, building this service, building all the links with all the other services in the area, um, and I've got to say we've been kind of greatly received by everybody else, all the other services, and also by families that have, have kind of not had that specialist support uh, in place previously, and and now we're able to access that. So we offer um, one-to-one support um, and also group support. So we have a family support group that runs every fortnight, uh, and we also have a family support WhatsApp chat where family members can talk about things that are going on with each other and also the members of staff, myself, kind of monitoring that and giving support if needed. That's been really positive for the families to feel that there's somebody, even at the end of their phone, no matter what day or time it is, no matter kind of weekends, evenings, whatever, you know, and even just the reassurance of that helps them to feel that they can cope better with what's going on and that they're not alone. Um, and it's been fantastic to see kind of the families kind of bonding together and, and sharing their experiences, even though the substances might be different, the relationships might be different, but what they're experiencing exactly exactly the same and, and then realising that and kind of being able to offer each other support for that has been, has been really nice to see. So for myself, I've been working in addictions for eight years now. Um, previous to this, I was a support worker working with individual use substances for uh, five and a half years at first. Um, and I also did the addiction worker training project through the Scottish Drugs Forum, which I completed in 2016. So it's kind of, although it's, it's eight years I've been working in the field, I, I kind of joke that this is a job I've been training my whole life for. Um, I have um, a history of addiction myself from 13 years in recovery, but I was also brought up in a family where, where my father had problems with alcohol over my childhood and that was really challenging. So it's always been something that I've been really passionate about. I first came into contact with Scottish Families at the Recovery Walk in 2015 um, and I met Suze and, and the team with our 10 was absolutely blown away by, way by them and by the energy that they had and by the kind of specialist support that was offered that wasn't available in my area at that point. When I was in treatment, there wasn't any support like that for my family. And I know that things would have been a lot better if they'd had that support while I was getting into recovery. And I thought to myself back then, God, I would love to work with them, but never, ever thought that it would be possible. Um, and then last year, a post came up um, and I I thought, right, it's maybe a bit out with my abilities, but I'm going to try. I'm just going to put my application in and 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 go for it because I know that with the life that I've led, there's nothing I can achieve if I set my mind to it. Um, so I'm kind of not scared to, to put myself out in, in those sorts of moments. Um, and I was successful. So it's been the, the most amazing year of my working life, I've got to say, where um, although I work 
remotely because I'm, I'm, I'm a lone worker in Fife. Um, I feel like I'm really connected to the teams, so we have regular video meetings and video catches up with everybody across the whole of Scotland. With mother FSDOs, we have a WhatsApp chat and we have a video meeting every week as well. So if there's anything that any of us are struggling with, we can kind of pop on there and have a wee chat and arrange a video meeting with somebody. So it's almost like being in an office with people, but we're in separate rooms. <laughs> that is how it feels. Um, and that's been quite unusual because obviously I started during the pandemic. I had my video interview, um, video inductions, all that sort of stuff. You know, I've only met my manager three times, I think now, maybe four. Um, but but kind of feeling completely supported and, and feeling like part of a, a unit. Um, and that's about, about to increase because uh, we've just been allocated funding for a family support development officer that like myself and also a family support assistant in Fife. Um, so yay, we're going to have a team of colleagues because it's just been me up until now. Um, and I'm really looking forward to kind of getting other people's insights and ideas and kind of being able to like all of us bounce off each other and kind of develop this project to even bigger than, I, than I've been able to do myself uh, up until now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Such a lot. It's like a beautiful Cinderella story happening. It's quite <laughs> I know that's amazing, isn't it? Though, just like what you're saying, you've met us back in 2015, so I hadn't even joined yet. Right. So the fact that you had even known about it before then and six years well, later you joined going to recovery walk every year it was definitely the the kind of Scottish families tent was one that we always looked out for and and kind of always, always had my son with me so it was kind of great for him to be doing activities but just you know just great to be talking to staff um about kind of what they're doing and speaking to other family members you know so it wasn't really just professionals that I was speaking to it was other family members that kind of were, were involved with the service that were along at that event and were singing the praises of the difference that it made to them and that really resonated with me as, as something that we could really do within Fife and that would, would make a huge difference. No, but even like that with the expansion happening in the service it just shows you how amazing the work you've done there in such a short period of time that it's clear I, that we need a bigger <laughs> team there and we need to support more people because I think I don't even know how many family members you were supporting at the one time but it's clear that so many people need help and we need the service, so it's awesome. Well, in that short period of time, I've had 71 referrals. Oh. Uh, and that kind of has challenged my ability to actually develop stuff more because I've been so busy with the one-to-one -one work and the kind of craft groups and things like that. So getting other people on board means that we can start developing other groups and other kind of activities for family members to do and, and really kind of start to grow what we're able to offer um, as I'm not alone doing it myself sort of thing. No, definitely. Then I'm assuming that there'll be lots of like wellbeing um, yeah. groups and things that we can do because that's also so important as well. But yeah, 71 referrals, oh my God. It's great because I was like, oh my God, I've got to meet 66 in my first year. Oh my God, how am I going to do that? <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it's great because, you know, people are getting the help that they need, but it just shows you 71 people in faith. And really, we've just touched a tip of the iceberg, you know. I know from um, kind of my partners at NHS Addiction Services, there's um, kind of people in treatment. There's directly 200 family members that manage their loved ones prescribing, um, so they would be, probably benefit from from this kind of one-to-one -one support 
Um, and I've got about two thirds of my referrals through addiction services, so they've been fantastic at kind of giving me a call if they're working with a, a person and their family's been in contact um, and kind of then suggesting the service to them and kind of finding out how they refer in. Um, and just raising awareness and even amongst their teams, so if students come in, they'll be advised to get in touch with me and have a, a kind of wee video meeting with me to get an introduction to the service and what we offer. Um, there's been discussions about them possibly shadowing me and things like that, so they can get a full idea of what what it is that we're offering and, and how it, what difference that we're, we're making, you know. So, um, and I think that in the middle of a pandemic when the NHS is stretched so much is uh, very much appreciated because I understand the pressures that they're under as well um, with the, the crazy circumstances that we're, we're all living in or have been living in for the last two years. That's really great. I think I was in a meeting with someone of our team the other day and I think they described you as a powerhouse, powerhouse Kirsten. <laughs> Definitely somebody that we can get a bit of inspiration from. <laughs> I kind of almost feel like I'm, um, I've got total in, like imposter syndrome. It's mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous um, because I just can't believe that, you know, this is my life and this is what I do for a job and this is the, the life I've been able to build. You know, if I think back 15 years ago before I was in recovery, um, I can like live for hand to mouth, no dreams or aspirations for the future. Actually, at a point where it was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm done. Like this is is this as good as it gets? Is this what I'm I deserve in life? And and kind of be where I am now, where um you know I've kind of learned to drive. I've bought a home. I've been on abroad holidays. We've had another child. We've got married. Or can trained in this career, and it's not just a job. It's a career, you know. Um and kind of to have this kind of fifteen years, thirteen years, but it's been, it felt like a sort of stratospheric rise really from where I was to where I am so I do need to keep pinching myself and keep thinking oh god what if I'm like making everybody think I'm amazing and I'm actually not that amazing but the reality is I'm amazing you are I just need to remind myself sometimes as I think we all do you know yeah. having been a, a survivor of trauma and a kind of life that I've lived I'm always going to self have self-doubts and have that little voice in my head that tells me I'm not good enough and um, I just need to remember to challenge that you know. Mm -hmm. So I mean just talk about how awesome you are. Um, recently it was kind of a first for Scottish families but you were invited by the Saga University Hospital in Japan to sort of, um, well you can explain what you did but it was essentially to, to give them a, a talk, a discussion over something so yeah that's incredible getting us yeah, as far so, as Japan. Um, another uh, pinch yourself moment, I think a Monday morning logged into my email and there was an email from Yuriko Arima, who is a oncology breast surgeon in NHS Lothians, um, asking if she'd found my details online and asking if I would be involved in doing some shared learning with the, the Saga University and Japan's mental health teams. Um, they wanted to kind of look at how we dealt with addiction and, and mental health and things like that in Scotland and, and kind of what, what we could offer as a service and, and what sort of techniques that we use. I truly thought it was a scam email. <laughs> I had to go and Google the NHS Lothian's email address to make sure it was correct. And it was a bit like, me? Why is she wanting me? So I arranged a, a kind of Teams meeting with her and had a chat and she just explained that, you know, um, they kind of she's working on this programme of running these seminars to try and share some of the knowledge that we have here in Scotland. Um, although we have a really kind of awful statistics for drug-related deaths and for alcohol-related deaths, we have fantastic services and we're very proactive about the way that we discuss addiction. That's not how Japan is. Japan's very much, it's the 
to be subject that you don't discuss. So I had a couple of meetings and discussed what she was looking for. So it was looking at um, identifying and treating addiction in the COVID-19 era. Um, obviously, from our point of view, um, we are looking at families, you know, so I know from my last few years at work during the pandemic that I had a lot more contact with family members than I previously had. Um, I was working with individuals that used the substances, but I would have regular phone contact with, with some of their parents and partners and siblings and things like that. Uh, she came around to my house. Uh, we tried to get somewhere in the NHS that we could use, but the red tape for videoing anything in the NHS is absolutely massive. So it was decided it would just be easier if she just came to my house. So she came around to my house and she was absolutely lovely. She was very um, humble and appreciative of me giving up her time. We sat and we had a chat and she discussed um, the difficulties they're seeing in Japan. Um, and although they're slightly different from what we experienced here in Scotland, to me, the treatment's the same, you know, it's, it's about kind of the cognitive behavioural therapy, it's about kind of families, it's about kind of connecting people again. Um, and what she was discussing is that the Japanese culture is, is that your children are gold. They are absolutely what you put 100% of your effort into is raising them, helping them succeed um, and giving them everything that they need. But during the kind of last two years of lockdowns and stuff, um, they'd seen a huge rise in like sort of gaming addictions and things like that um, and kind of problematic behaviour from young people because they weren't getting access to their gaming and things like that, you know, um, and also young men with poor mental health and poor um, sort of emotional coping strategies, really, you know, and that is something that, that resonates here in Scotland is, is the kind of problem that we have with men and, and being able to talk about their mental health. Um, so we kind of had a wee chat through about what, what sort of topics we wanted to be covered. Um, and then and then she started filming her laptop it was in Japanese, which was interesting, <laughs> I've got to say. Um, and um, there was obviously a bit of a language barrier, so she was going to record me. And then uh, she took notes and she did amazing because I speak very fast, but she managed to get probably 90% of what I said written down while I was saying it, which I was really impressed with. Um, so I kind of gave an introduction to myself about the work that we do at Scottish Families and then kind of broke down the, the problems that we have in terms of alcohol and drugs. So went through like drug related death stuff, the, the statistics, the, the kind of, and then looking at what we're doing about it, you know, so looking at the new MAT standards, the right to recovery bill, um, the kind of um, residential rehab access and things like that. And also did the same for alcohol. Um, and also discuss, you know, kind of like cognitive behavioural therapy treatments that we use um, in other services for working with substance users to help them change their kind of day to day behaviours and how these would just be as suitable for a gaming addiction, a kind of gambling addiction, any sort of kind of addictive behaviour. You can use pros and cons and functional analysis and things like that to help kind of look at how you break that pattern. She also was really interested in how we support each other in the team, you know, kind of working remotely. Um, so in, in my spare bedroom, here have been for two years the rest of the staff is the same um, so looking at how we as a team connect and as I've already covered you know we I feel really connected to my team I don't feel like I'm alone I know that there's always somebody I can reach out to um, and I think that is a really kind of something that can give Scottish families real kudos is that really looked into that and that's been a really big priority is their well-being that sometimes gets forgotten you know and, and being a partner with the NHS you can see that sometimes that's forgetting about kind of over what 
needs to be done and the work that needs to be done, you know. Um, so I gave her information about kind of support supervision. So I get monthly supervision uh, by a senior member of the team, but I also have got access to clinical supervision by the, the head of clinical psychology at addiction services. Um, so previously in my last role, I was able to get supervision with her. Um, as I'm a partner in this role, I'm able to get that supervision as well. So any challenge in families I'm working with, anybody that I'm struggling with or anything I'm personally struggling with, I'm able to get access for that. And again, she was really interested in that because that's about the well-being of the staff and how we keep people in their jobs and keep, keep people well. Um, she kind of gave me a bit of feedback from the seminar, so she recorded me and then a week later she kind of translated it into Japanese and that got played to the seminar on the 1st of March, I think it was, um, and there was 25 mental health professionals on that seminar and she said that the kind of feedback that was um, inspiring and inspirational uh, was connections, communications, care and kindness were the key words that they were coming back with, um, which for me was fantastic. You know, I think that's the key for us as Scottish families is, is kind of care and compassion and kindness and, and looking out for each other and for them to have got that message was really positive. Um, I think, you know, kind of the Japanese culture is very different for the Scottish culture, so I'm not sure um, how much about alcohol and drugs is really relatable to those experiences. But I think kind of being able to cover everything gave them an overview of, of kind of what, what sort of techniques we could use and, and kind of how we deal with the difficulties that we experience here in Scotland. So it was a, an all in all a very unusual experience, I've got to say. Like, what are you doing on Thursday, Kirsten? I'm getting videoed by a Japanese doctor <laughs> for a seminar in Japan. Like me, really. Um, she also donated a, a £100 um, Amazon gift card to the service. So that went into the oh, my family service. And that's been used to kind of buy craft books for family members, some materials for my office that I need, things like that. So um, very much wasn't expected, you know, but um, but kind of think for them, it was they wanted to appreciate the fact that I was giving up my time and that we were giving up our time to, to kind of give them that information and that support. It's amazing though because it just shows you that how much impact we're having you know and it's it's weird to say that because obviously you said when you've got the imposter syndrome and you're like you don't want to blow your own trumpet but it just shows you just how people sort of looking in at our um, services are sort of seeing the, the difference that they're making so it's is. It's amazing. I've got to say, Rebecca, that comes from your website because she <laughs> did compliment how absolutely comprehensive the website was, what great information it gave you about each member of the team, about each role that we do, what each area, what we offer. So that's kudos to you as well. Oh, thank you. I'm glad, <laughs> glad the website is good for people to get information because, yeah, that's important. It's, that's always what people need, though, isn't it? It is just information. That's what they're looking for. Um, so when you were speaking about a lot of the sort of things, talking about the care, the compassion, the kindness, I always like to ask this to our staff team just to get information. But what does what does the word family sort of mean to you? Um, so for me, family it isn't um, it isn't about the, my blood relations, to be totally honest. You know, um, it's about the people that um, I have in my life that not just benefit my life, but also I feel that I benefit their life. It's the people that have been with me through all the difficulties that I've experienced um, and kind of the people that lift you up and support you and encourage you rather than people that criticise and, and blame and shame, you know, I've had enough of that in my life. Um, so kind of um, for me, family is, uh, you know, I kind of use the word fam a lot with kind of groups of people that I'm close with, you know, so my, my family support group is 
my Fife family, you know, um, my kind of FSDO group, my other kind of colleagues, they're my, my FSDO family. Um, and for me, I think that's really important to be able to tap into them and have those kind of groups. And, and again, for I know from the family support point of view that for them, that family is really important as well. Um, I have what I call a tribe in my life. So I've got kind of friends that I've had for over 30 years. Um, they're kids who are now all 30 years old um, and kind of um, close friends that, that are kind of my tribe um, and those are the people that I go to if I need anything or if I've um, got something going on they're the ones that I, I kind of reach out to and, and share my troubles and my celebrations as well. Yeah so it's people that you can speak to rely on. Yeah, yeah. I think even just listening to you talk just shows you how amazing of a person that you are and you are available in Fife um, for family support. So for anybody that's listening who is in Fife or knows somebody in Fife who needs support, how can they get in touch with our service? So it's um, really straightforward. You can either directly email me, so it's kirsten at sfad.org.uk, um, or kind of go onto our website. So you just Google Scottish Families and, and you'll find it. There's um, information on the Fife service. There's my mobile number and also my email address on that. Um, and that kind of then you'll get direct contact with me and, and you'll get kind of put into the brought to service or even just to have a chat about what it is that you're experiencing and what what we could support you with you know um sometimes for some people that's just getting a little bit of an opportunity to offload it feels like enough for a relief at that point you know um so i would can i say to anybody you know if there's anything you're struggling with in relation to somebody's substance use please reach out you know it, it might not be like a weekly service that you're requiring but I absolutely would guarantee that you would benefit from having somebody to talk to that will understand other family members that, that understand and not feeling alone anymore. Um, we know that families feel alone. They deal with this for a long time before they reach out to somebody. And every family member I've spoken to out of the 71 so far has said, I'm so glad I made that call. The difference in just that first conversation and the way that they feel is it's huge. It can be life changing for some family members, you know, um, and that kind of for me is, is really positive to hear that feedback from the people that I'm working with, because I know that I'm making a difference to, to their lives and their family's life. Excellent. OK, thank you so, so much for your time. And let you go, seeing as you've got so many people <laughs> to look after. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you for listening. If you're worried about someone else's alcohol and drug use, you can contact Scottish Families on 08080 101011 or by email at helpline at sfad.org.uk. We also have web chat and further information on our website www.sfad.org.uk.